0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Reigns. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday, and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, sleepyhead. Good morning, Briston. Looks like you just woke up, dude. Because I did, son. (laughs) Man. Dude, I went out and I ran, dude. Get me out of this place, bro. I could barely breathe. My chest felt like it was all tight. I got done with that run, bro. I felt like I just got done running 20 miles. That was rough, dude. How far'd you go? Five miles. Oof. and it was a rough five miles let me tell you bro so
1: you must be excited for fall weather
0: oh my gosh bro i saw the forecast It said 60 to 80s next week <laughs> bro come on listen my my most favorite time of the year is fall bro it's beautiful the leaves are turning colors it's perfect weather Like, that is the time to be alive. But it's only two weeks long, dude. You get, like, six months of dead trees, five and a half months of green trees, and then now you got, you know, you only get two weeks of this fall. Kind of sucks.
1: Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, man, I'm excited, too. When the weather starts getting a little cooler, I think you start to appreciate – I don't know, man. For me, it's like, man, I love summer. I love the green. I love when it's hot. You know what I like when it's hot. But after being in it for freaking four months of just heat, I think there's nothing like that cold weather hitting. And, yeah, fall rolling around. So you
0: are weird, dude. Why, why do you like the heat so much?
1: <sighs> well, I think I've explained it before, but – I'm pretty sure the reason I like it so much is because you can sweat without really having to put in a crazy amount of effort. Like, I'm just kind of a freak, man. Like, all right. A lot of people are going to think this is weird. But I will drive home from work with the windows rolled up and the AC off and just sweat. Because, I don't know. It, it seems for me, it seems like well, this is free fitness because I'm working my my perspiration system, but I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> um, you should
0: probably check that before you just start rolling around with your windows pulled up.
1: And I don't do it all the time. Like I'll I'll do it for you know the 15 minute drive from here to work, but um, and it's always after, and it's never if like I've run before. And I don't have any any effort to put out in the afternoons. So, yeah, man, I'm just weird like that.
0: I don't know. Yeah, you are a weird asher. <laughs> so what are some of the benefits of uh, sweating, you know, um, being in the heat like that? Like, What are the benefits of that?
1: Well, heat training um, is not exactly like it doesn't represent the benefits of altitude training perfectly but it gets pretty close it's the closest thing you can do um, to altitude training without without actually having to train at altitude i.e poor man's altitude sun um which the the extra effort you're having to exert actually forces your body to create more blood cells to carry oxygen because a lot of your blood that would be used for um, like going to your muscles, carrying oxygen to your muscles, has to carry oxygen to your skin to cool you down while it carries oxygen to your muscles. So if you consistently train the heat, you're going to build more blood cells and um. I've heard even that, and I think it might have been you and I that looked this up during my last year at SAU. uh, There's actually a reduced oxygen content in the air whenever it's human. And so it's not like um, at altitude where there's actually fewer oxygen molecules per whatever of air, but. It's like you will take in less air because there's more water in the air. Something like that. Anyways, I looked up a study on it and apparently it's true. So, uh, four hey, man's altitude, trainers,
0: man. What do you mean you looked at? Hey, you're telling me you went to the research, those research platforms, and you looked at a, at a, a, a statistical document. Is that what you're telling me when you say I looked at the studies?
1: I or looked is it at, some
0: caption you you read on Instagram?
1: Oh, no, sir. I looked at data. I looked at a study that said that there are fewer oxygen mol- molecules per, I don't know, liter of, cubic liter of air or whatever, however they measure
0: uh, air. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give it to you.
1: Regular non-humid air, which is crazy.
0: Hey, changing the topic. Shout out to uh, Chris Damon. He commented on our Instagram a while back. And he just wanted to thank us for the for the shooting the bull episode where we talked about the flow state. He said he agreed, um, and he said he just wanted to say thanks. So I just want to give a shout out to to um, Chris Stamen. I hope I'm saying your last name right. So
1: shout out to you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, and we uh, for everyone that's listening, we always appreciate the interaction from the audience i know i love it when Bristol will send me just a little snippet of a comment you know somebody saying something or an email somebody sent it's like dude that's why we do it because people are actually either getting benefit from it or appreciating what we have to say which
0: is super yeah cool. that's pretty cool yeah i'm always anytime we get something i send it to asher so yeah, yeah. it is really neat but um yeah man we got the uh lone star Outbreak coming up this Saturday, so it'll already be over by the time this podcast comes out, and I will be a resident of Texas when this podcast comes out. At least, pretty close to it. I'll be, I'll, I'll at least be in Texas. So I'm looking forward to that, dude. Ready to get out of this freaking ninety eight percent humidity. Even though where I'm going is pretty humid, but not as humid as here, dude. Um, so. Yeah, man, we got that going on, man. Um, But uh, Asher, I know that you always have, like, these super interesting stories. And, like, we'll just be talking, and you'll tell me something. And I'm like, bro, like, you, why, why have you not told me about that? And you just have a bunch of, like, wild stories. So I, I want to know if you have any recent wild stories. Um. I'll I'll just let you, let you take that away because I'm I am really curious because you you go you have some crazy experiences.
1: Yeah, I've had a I've had a couple crazy experiences. Um, I actually had this one experience from high school that is kind of insane
0: and worth be sharing. Work. Better be worthy.
1: Um, it was just I mean it's a running story, so you know those are always fun. It's
0: not the hog, is it's it? it? No,
1: it's not that long. I can tell I can tell it pretty quick. No, the anyway. Hog,
0: the hog story.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Not the hog story. I've already okay. told that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Um <laughs> so me and my team are doing like a 6 a.m. practice. Um it's dark out. We're we're running this this route that we pretty normally run that runs along um a main. We, we're running along a trail that's near a main road um in our town mama Arkansas and it's like a big group of us together probably 10 guys it's our, sen- our senior year and um we're, we're running along we're having a good time you know 6 30 doesn't uh deter a bunch of high school guys from having a good time and on this run one of my buddy's parents like Turns around on on the uh, it's like a two it's a two lane highway. They turn around. They're like driving crazy. They turn around right next to us as we're running. They roll down their window, and they yell out the window. They're like Mac, and immediately we all like stop. And it's mighty. It's like 6 30 in the morning. They're like Mac, and he turns around. He whips around. He looks at him, and. It's his mom. She yells back, your dad,
0: your dad just got in a wreck.
1: And he's like, what? what? And so my guy, it was it was like the craziest gut drop feeling of my life. I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid's dad just died or something. And so he, he from where from us to where his mom is probably like 200, 300 meters. And so he just sprints, hops in the car with his mom and drives off. Just like that, like we were on this big group run, having a good time, and he's just gone. And so, you know, the rest of the run, we're we're talking to one another. We're like, dude, what's going on? Did Mac just freaking lose his dad? And was his dad drove eighteen wheelers for a living? And so we're thinking something bad just went down because his mom came and picked him up. Like that's crazy. So we get back to the high school and. You know, we tell our coach kind of what went down. <laughs> he lost one of his runners on the run. Um, But so wild. You know, we were we were praying for him. I was like, dude, I really, really, really hope that Mac didn't just lose one of his parents because that would be devastating. And it was like our senior year. We we're getting close to state cross country. And he was one of our top guys, too. So it was like, you know, not that we were necessarily considering that, but it was like we were going to lose one of the top guys that we had on the team or you know he was gonna who knows what it would have been like if his dad had actually died because we come to find out he ended up being okay thankfully but it was just like this shock to the system you know we're all having this good time and it's like the worst possible thing could have happened somebody's dad almost died which he uh he ended up going to the hospital um and being okay I don't remember specifically what happened, but I think something with his leg, like getting trapped inside the cab and they having to like pry him out, something like that. But yeah, pretty wild stuff.
0: Jeez. Thanks for sharing, Ashley. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, in America, we have this dream reality. That's almost like a false reality from nature in a way. And we're just kind of living in this... uh land where it is mostly peaceful. You can go and do what you want as you want. And then whenever crazy things happen, then it gets real, you know? So we should be we should be very thankful that we're living how we're living and where we're living right now. Um, but something I wanted to talk about today, Asher, for, for the main topic, um, is I wanted to talk about this climate change thing, dude. <laughs> Now, let me explain. So right. I follow this guy on Instagram and he posted, he said um, "He said that all the carbon dioxide is just feeding the plants even more. And then he said um, all the heat is allowing them to grow more. So he said the heat and the carbon dioxide are what – creating the most amount of plant the the amount of plants that we have today we have more vegetation than ever before i reshared it on my story (laughs) mistake uh and then some guy slid up that like he's he's a trail runner and he he said like the reason we have so much vegetation today is because we've been there's been so much we've been replanting um and you know planning vegetation and stuff which is true and so I was talking to it about Carly. And I mean, it's both right. Like, yeah, For example, people say, oh, we're cutting down all these trees. What are we going to do? You and I both know, living, especially living in South Arkansas, where they cut trees around here for a living. There's a bunch of logging roads, right? What they do is they replant the trees. You ever go past a field of trees and see them all lined up? That was trees that were cut down and then later replanted. So, you know, for these tree huggers, the people that say, oh, they're cutting down all these trees. First off, are you living in a a building that's made out of wood? Very likely, unless you're living in a skyscraper, the answer is yes, right? We need wood for living, right? And then, in addition to that, all the trees being cut down are replanted. And... Plants take in carbon dioxide, and they produce oxygen, and then we breathe in the oxygen. Plants need the heat, the warmth to survive and grow, right? And so it makes sense that the amount of carbon dioxide that we have, because you know the whole carbon neutral thing, right? The amount of all the carbon stuff, right? All this stuff. Reduce carbon, reduce carbon. Well, carbon is the food that it takes for plants to grow, and the heat, you know, the whole global warming thing, the heat is is needed to help the plants also grow, right? And so I've never looked at it that way. I've always just seen the one side to where it's like reduce your carbon, it's heating up the atmosphere, all this. That's the only side I've seen. But when I was presented this side, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So, Asher, I wanted to see what you what you thought about it.
1: Well, I'm not, you know, the most – studied on this topic um but i i do think about it you know ever so often i think the main issue is that people become whenever they become overly concerned about climate change they become climate alarmists like oh if we don't do this now if we don't make these changes right now then there's no reversal we're going to be in a state of despair in a hundred years or a hundred thousand years and the earth is going to, end. I think that's a horrible, horrible, horrible way to look at it. And, uh, Kristen, you and I being believers, we know that ultimately God has a plan for the earth and he's not just going to allow us to completely destroy it or, um, allow the earth to just boil over and kill all the humans on the earth, um, you know, before it's necessarily, it's time for a part of his plan. So I'm not too concerned of it. I'm not too concerned because of that, but also because if you and I are doing the things that we need to do, like, um, you know, properly disposing of our trash, not. So what does the Bible call us to do? It calls us to be stewards of the earth. Right. Right. And so I think, I think stewarding the earth is, noticing the benefits that nature gives us so like animals they give us meat plants they give us shade and food occasionally and oxygen. they yeah they bring oxygen and they provide nutrients to the soil and they they do all these wonderful things for our environment that we should steward them yes we should like replant but the other beautiful thing about Trees, and I don't necessarily think that's a a climate change issue, but it's more just an environmental issue, is that when we cut them down, trees grow back. Yes, it's a long process, but they'll grow back. And as long as we're stewards of the earth and we care for the gift that's been given to us, we shouldn't just have this freak out mentality like let's live day to day let's think let's think about the day-to-day i know i know you know climatologists or climate alarmists they love to think about you know the generations to come but no man knows the future and when everyone is trying when everyone becomes a futurist and someone that assumes that something's going to happen way in the future of course they're going to come up with these crazy solutions like we need to you know convert all vehicles to electricity or electrical power now okay that's completely honestly so um i don't know man i i used to really get into that that whole talking point um and be like wow y'all are and have a lot to say about it so like even online like you just experienced I would probably fight back with each one of those people that DMs me about my posts, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now it's like, I know I'm not going to be able to change everyone's minds, and I just have to, I have to do what I, I can do for me, my family, and you know, talk to my friends about it. And that's kind of it.
0: So, good stuff, dude. Yeah. So. Asher and I are both on the fence, I guess, about carbon. (laughs) Um, Not really something that's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know with America I live in, how I can reduce my carbon. Uh, You know, I was looking for plane tickets the other day and it said, this amount of carbon is produced on your plane flight. And then I looked up, looked out how much carbon dioxide people breathe out. And it was half, like what we breathe out in six months is what we breathe out or is the amount of carbon that comes out of a plane if you were to fly all the way across the country. So then I was like, oh, well, are they trying to do population control? Like the government, are they trying to do population control to lower the amount of carbon dioxide? You know what I mean? because we breathe out so much carbon as a as a human so anyways that's a rabbit hole right there dude not a conspiracy i don't think it is i think it's pretty legit dude
1: yeah i think so um one more thing that i want to say on this and then we're going long on this episode but that's okay we got the time um last thing i want to say on this is Whenever people talk about the carbon footprint, right? Everyone's got everyone's got an opinion on the carbon footprint. Yeah. I think it's just another method for, you know, whoever you want to call it the world government, you wanna call it some conspiracy uh, group of conspirators? Um, it's just another method for them to control our freedoms. It's another method for those people to be like, well. You can, you can be so free, but you really need to be concerned about this this thing. Um, and you don't want to go over your limit or that'll be bad. And they want, I think we'll eventually see them, uh, whether it's the United States government or, I don't know, the EU or the United Nations. They'll start putting in place regulations for people to not be able to exceed certain carbon footprint limits. That might not be in our lifetime, but I think eventually that's where people want to go. And it's, yeah. I mean, what is that? That's controlling people's freedoms. Obviously, obviously, Briston, you and I aren't gonna just go out, get these get big diesel trucks and just be burning diesel all all day and like you know, create an over create an ozone over Longview, Texas, or an Ozone over Little Rock. But we should still be able to enjoy the freedoms that we've been given um, for this life. Like take a plane ride to Costa Rica or, you know, take a train to Washington, DC, you know, stuff like that. So mm. I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. It's hard in the Charani community to talk about this stuff because <laughs> the Charani community is so much more on the democratic side um, when it comes to things like this. And, um, You know, I would say liberal, but liberal means to be free. It means freedom, right? Um, And so it's not necessarily liberal. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, whenever I saw that when you go to book a flight now that it tells you how much carbon you produce on that flight, I was like, wow, man. And You know, I hear about these carbon neutral things, and I've looked into them. But, uh, yeah, man, you know— which I know this is really getting crazy now, we're getting really into the rabbit hole here, but, you know, talking about abortion, like think about how much carbon dioxide a human produces in a lifetime. And I, you know, I wonder if in the back of some of these people's heads that support abortion, if they are thinking that's going to reduce the amount of carbon and thus, we're going to save the earth. We're going to do the greatest amount of good, for the smallest amount for for the minority amount of harm. I forgot what uh ph- philosophical perspective that is. But it's doing harm but for the greatest good, right? And I wonder if that's how some of these um climate activists and abortion activists Thank people that are for for that because we produce a lot of carbon just ourselves. Um and I haven't seen it, but I wonder if there if that is out there. If that's a, a, a big thought to at least give attention to. But anyways, yeah, we're way over a time limit. But um, yeah, dude, that's that's all that. You anything you want to conclude with?
1: Yeah, my conclusion is I think all of those methods, whether it's like you're saying in the back of people's minds, it's how can we control people? to save the earth but like I was saying bro does the earth really need saving or are we just are we being alarmists I think we if we are appropriate the appropriate stewards of the earth that God told us to be then there's no there's no earth saving to be done and collectively we'll never be able to save the earth only God will ever be able to do that you know if it was necessary so Besides that, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't consider it political at all. I really don't. I don't think this episode was political at all. I think it was just talking about things that are going around as far as like what people are saying are fact and talking about those facts. So yeah, so that's enough of that, y'all. Thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting the Bull.